Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the You Decide podcast. I hope everybody had a great Christmas break. I know it's already halfway through January, and most of you guys are already back in college, but I've taken a little bit of a longer break. I actually graduated college December 8th. Shout out to me. So I've been spending most of my time with friends and family. I'm officially back in my college town and just figuring out what to do before I start my master's this fall. It's been pretty busy, also not at the same time. I've made about six or seven podcast episodes and I'm so excited to get them out. So I wanted to start today. We are still continuing the Red Flag series and today we are going over controlling behaviors. I hope all of you guys enjoy. Okay, jumping right in with a disclaimer, some of these are going to be my personal opinions that I have made for my past relationships and my future relationships. So if you don't agree with some of the things that I'm saying, of course that is okay as long as you are in a healthy, loving relationship with healthy boundaries. Also, as always, make sure to think about your habits and relationships and see if you have these controlling behaviors. I am definitely one of the people who did control or have controlling behaviors in my past relationships, so there's no shame about it. Obviously, we just want to fix it so we can have healthy relationships, and of course, make sure that you do not have a controlling partner right now or in the future. So starting off, a controlling partner and what it looks like. So if you've listened to my previous episodes about love bombers, narcissists, and gaslighters, These are all different kinds of people that are going to use controlling behaviors. And if you haven't had the chance to listen to some of my previous episodes, that is okay. You're more than welcome to listen to them just so you can have a better understanding of some of the controlling tactics. I won't really be going over specific ones, but if you want specific ones, you can go back and listen to those episodes I just mentioned. So these are types of people who want to control you in different ways from what you wear to where you go, and once it gets really bad, they can even try and control what you believe in and who you are as a person. Personally, for the what you wear, ugh, I, it makes me icked out. I have not and will not allow my partner to tell me I need to change outfits before I go out. It genuinely makes me want to laugh out loud because I believe that they should absolutely have no say in what I wear Unless, of course, clothing is a mutual boundary set. So the problem sometimes with people in controlling relationships or the person who is the controlling partner is that we don't have a good definition of the difference between controlling behaviors and boundaries. And some people that do the controlling try to make it seem like it's a boundary. However, it's a boundary when there's a mutual set boundary. So, for instance... If you don't want your partner to wear clothes that are revealing and they also agree with that statement and they don't want you to wear that and you both agree mutually that that is okay, then okay. That is a healthy boundary and that is not a controlling behavior. However, if they just want you to change outfits because an example would be if they say, I trust you, but I don't trust other people. That's controlling. Obviously, this is different if there's a fear of safety and things like that, but I think you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say people that control what you want what you want to wear. 
I am not a person that is known to dress explicitly, for lack of a better word, but I do have outfits that are more revealing compared to the things that I wear daily, which obviously is sweatshirts and leggings. <laughs> but one of my favorite going out outfits is a deep v-neck. It's a little tight. I love to wear it with jeans or my jean shorts. It's pretty much my go-to outfit for Revolver, which if you're not from Cookfield, that is our local line dancing place. Super fun. I love going there with friends. So it is a little explicit if you want to call it that, but I'm comfy in it and I feel so confident in this. So my thing about this is why would my partner want me to change out of something I feel great in? Genuinely. If my partner sees that I feel confident, I feel pretty, I feel good, and I feel comfortable with myself, there is no reason for my partner to want me to change out of something unless it has something to do with their insecurities. And I'm not going to change out of an outfit I feel confident in just because my partner isn't confident in themselves. There is no reason that you need to do that either. I don't care what your partner says. Their insecurities should not be in charge of what you wear on your body. And your insecurities should not be in charge of what you wear, of what they wear on their body. You do not belong to them and they do not belong to you. I see so many people in relationships like this who will genuinely say things like, Oh, he won't let me go out with my friends because it's at a bar or a party or fill in the blank. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, did you say let you? Are we in fifth grade still? Do you, did you need him to sign your permission slip? Like, no, <laughs> stop. I know I sound harsh, but genuinely, what? And I was one of those people. I was one of those people that was like, oh, I can't go out. He's going to get upset if I do. Eh, wrong. No, ma'am. No, ma'am, we don't do that. There, and, of course, there are obviously circumstances where this can be a mutual boundary setting like I've already mentioned. So, for example, if there's an ex-partner that could be harmful mentally or physically, things like that, obviously that can be a mutual boundary. Or, of course, fear of safety. So, I don't want you to listen to this and your partner tells you he doesn't want you to drive because you're drunk and you just say, stop controlling me. That's not what I'm trying to do here. But those are obviously safety reasons and fear of ex-partner reasons and those are perfectly fine so why are people controlling as I've said insecurities I want to say a hundred percent maybe 99 percent we'll go with that to leave a little wiggle room for something else but 99 percent of the reason why you're controlling or you have a controlling partner is because they are insecure this can be abandonment issues or this can be simply that they don't have a great relationship with themselves. It can be that they may not feel confident that you feel secure with them. Or they might be scared that you'll leave them. Or that they are not good enough to be your partner, etc. If you are the controlling one, take a minute and ask yourself why. So a big reason that controlling partners are always controlling and they don't feel a need to stop or maybe they don't see it is because they are not self-aware. So, let's be self-aware for a second. Is it fear? Are you afraid of something? Is that why you're controlling? Are you anxious? Are you worried that something's going to happen? Are you insecure? Is there a lack of self-worth? What is it? 
because the best way to start fixing this problem is to be able to acknowledge it and to be self-aware. And then the steps are to discipline yourself. The more you try to control your partner and the outcomes of the relationship, the less control you really have. I, when I used to control my partners, I felt more out of control than I do when I don't try to control them. And I think that's almost ironic because when you're trying to control your partner, that's what you think about. So when you go out with friends, you're texting them, asking them where they are, maybe even checking their location, freaking out, doing things like that. That is what you're trying to do when you're trying to control somebody. And it is a waste of time. Your partner is not your mom. You're not their mom. They're not your dad. And they're definitely not an authority figure to you. I think some people will laugh at that or roll their eyes. But you have to sit back and think about how you view them. How you're treating them. Or how they're treating you. Or how they view you. Maybe that needs to be a discussion in your relationship if you're feeling controlling. So do not let them treat you like you are their child. And especially don't treat somebody like they're your child. If you want to treat them like they're your child, pay some child support or adopt them. If you don't want to adopt your boyfriend, then stop trying to control him. You need to allow him the choices. That's weird. That's dumb. That's selfish. And of course, that's a red flag. That's why we're here. Like, I I just don't understand. Are you 10 years old? No. And neither are they. So we just need to breathe, we need to sit down, and we need to remind ourselves that we are not an authority figure, and they are not ours. You are a grown woman, or grown man, so do please do not allow your romantic partner to be anything else than just that. A romantic partner, or a husband, or a wife, whatever. They are not your boss, and you are not theirs. They do not own you. When you think of a parental figure, what do you think about? Do you think about somebody who tells you where you can go, what you can't wear, things like that? For me, yes. When I was younger, obviously they were trying to look out for me. But do you want to be a parental figure? Do you want to be like your mom to somebody else? Or do you want to be like your guardian to somebody else? I feel like you might say no. You will waste so much time. I I genuinely cannot preface this enough just coming from personal experience you will waste so much time in a controlling relationship when I say waste of course I try to live without regrets every relationship I've been in good bad and ugly has brought me to the person that I am the person that I have self-love for that I love so much that has brought me to exactly where I am now so of course I'm glad I went through them But sometimes, ooh, I feel like they are a waste. And one of my biggest wastes that I feel like I did through college was listening to my toxic ex-boyfriend tell me I could not go out with my friends because too many guys would be out. As if we live in a world where the other sex also lives. Isn't that crazy? Like, and I just let it happen. That's the most terrifying thing out of the whole problem. I listened to him. I lost close friendships and I basically isolated myself because I did not want to upset him. 
Something that no one tells you when you're about to graduate college is how hard it is and how easy it is to get stuck in this hole of, oh, I wish I would have went out more. I wish I would have hung out with this person. I wish I would have studied more. I wish I would have done this more this year. And I did get stuck in that hole a little bit in December. It was pretty bad for a few weeks because I just kept thinking, I wish I would have went to that party with my friends. I wish I would have went to this place instead of being too scared that my boyfriend would be upset. Because guess what? We're not dating anymore. We broke up. Okay, I'm not saying that you're going to break up or anything like that. But I'm just saying how temporary things can be when other things could be forever. I could have made so many close friendships and could have hung out with so many friends that I didn't get to hang out with because I let my boyfriend control what I did and where I went and when I got back. I think about all the things that I could have had in college, all the memories I could have made, all the parties that I could have went to, and not parties as in just to drink and stuff, but parties with my friends to celebrate friendship that I lost because I was listening to him. And I can promise you that it is not worth it. We barely have enough time on this planet anyways. We do not know when our last day is. I know this episode is harsh and it's a little dark, but just bear with me because I've been through it and I've been the one to do it and neither side is good. So you could die tomorrow, you could die in a week, you could die in 30 years, whatever, but we should not give up precious time that we have to live and adventure and smile and laugh and have fun and make friendships just because your partner has self-insecurities that they take out on you. And you should not prohibit your partner to smile and adventure and have fun, obviously, within boundaries. I'm not talking about cheating and all of the fears that our insecurities feed us, okay? I'm just talking about genuine fun, friendships, no cheating, anything involved. But you should not take that out on your partner just because you have self-insecurities. That's going to lead to, obviously, a toxic relationship. Controlling partners are toxic. That is a toxic relationship. That's obviously a red flag. Again, that's why we're here. And I just really want to make sure that you guys understand how bad it can be. It's hard to see it when you're in a relationship, especially when you're being controlled. It can be hard to understand what you're missing out on and what you're having to deal with because they may, again, be a narcissist or they may be love bombing you or they may be great at gaslighting. And obviously, as we know from previous episodes, that can confuse you and alter what you believe in and things like that. But I promise you, the sooner you get out, the better. You deserve to make those memories. And I just use college as an example because... That's where I was when I dated people that had controlling um, problems and when I had controlling problems. But at any point in time, you deserve to have fun. You deserved to feel like you don't have to text him back every five minutes or else he'll get upset. You deserve to go out with friends and not worry about what he's going to say or what she's going to say when you get home. You deserve to have somebody that wants you to go out with friends. 
one of the hottest things that somebody can do that I'm in a relationship with is to want me to go out with my friends. Somebody that's like, oh, just invite her over. Oh, you want to go out? Do you want me to make you something? Do you want me to get some dinner ready for when you get back? Oh, yeah. That's a healthy partner right there. Not one that's like, oh, when are you going to be back? Are you going to make sure not to talk to guys? Are you going to make sure not to talk to girls? Are you going to make sure to text me every five minutes? No. No. You don't want to use the precious time that you have and use it on that. I promise you a healthy, loving, and trusting relationship is so much better. Now, I'm not saying with something like this, you have to break up with them and it can never be repaired. This is something that you can sit down with your partner and talk about. And if you feel like you can't do that, then maybe it's a little something worse. If you feel like you can't ever have an open conversation with somebody about something you want to change, that's a red flag in of itself. But this is something that can be fixed. Again, I had controlling problems and it's fixed. Now, a lot of it has to do with my self-love. Once I started loving myself, I could genuinely see so much trust issues, so many insecurities, so many abandonment issues go away. But this is still something that I would take to my partner. And if it doesn't get fixed, then that's when you might want to hit the road. But that's all I have for today. I hope you take the time and listen and maybe do your own research about it and hopefully if you're in a relationship you will either you know pack your bags or you can sit down and have a good conversation with your boyfriend or your girlfriend um but yeah as always I hope you guys have a great day and it is your choice whether you want to stop being controlled and stop controlling but of course you decide that